Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 44. Oh, my God. Could have rhymed something with that, but I didn't. I got nothing clever, because the only thing I could say is, it's the finale of season two. Oh, my God. The fact that we had a season two is, like, wild to me. Like, this whole thing i just remember the first day i'm like <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if we had a podcast now we're 44 episodes in wild and it's even more wild to think that there's a season three eventually coming oh my god anyways your hosts that don't realize why or how they're here are chris and savannah and my cat kicked me in the eye today Good, nice little side note there yep yeah i i figure you know going forward it's going to be like uh you know and here are your hosts, blah, blah, blah. And then I have to have my own little anecdote, you know? Fair enough. And your cat's kind of a recurring character on this podcast, at least for the video viewers anyway. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've kind of calmed down a little bit, uh, but now they're wild behind the scenes. Excellent, excellent. Look forward to more shenanigans in season three. Please, no. But before we get to season three, God, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We have to finish all season two with this episode. So first off, thank you very much for joining us for this final episode of season two and being here and being part of the experience, wanting to talk about this album. So if you like what you see today, make sure to hit like, subscribe, comment, rate, share, follow. All of those things help build that musical community. Even if we're not doing this season for like, you know, a month or so, we're still trying to build that musical community. We want you to be a part of it. So all of those things truly do help. Hell and yeah. Like the audio platforms, remember ratings and reviews really help build this up in those charts and everything like that. We want people to find us just like you, so go ahead and do that. And YouTube, we still want to do that record giveaway. We're not at 100 subscribers yet, so make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure we get to 100 subscribers at the very least, just bare minimum, and you could win a record out of it. One record a month each month that we're over 100 subs. Yeah, we have an entire storage locker full of albums that we want to give away, and we can't until we hit 100. So come on, we're paying for it every month. Help us out. Well, you're paying for the storage locker. I disagree to. <laughs> yeah, this is the first I've heard of this. Although I, I, f- I feel it would be better if I would pay for the storage locker and you pay for all the records because the records in the end will cost a hell of a lot more than paying monthly Ooh. storage. Ooh, this is true. This is true. Uh, no, I like it the way it is. Thank you. Yeah, I guess so. Alrighty then, yeah. We so today final episode. We we didn't choose anything particularly special for the season ender, but by all means, we chose something uh, that t- tends to be very popular. And that, of course, you've seen in the title, is the Arctic Monkeys and their debut album. Whatever people say, I am. That's what I'm not. What a hell of a title that is. I do want to say though that for any repeat listeners, knowing that all. M- all, if not most, of the albums that I choose, I've actually not heard the entire album. And you told me that you've not heard this entire album, and I'm really proud of you. Yeah, exactly. We did a role reversal for the for the <laughs> final episode. So, yeah, like on, on that note, I tend to pick albums that I like, I enjoy, and just want to have an excuse to listen to again on the show. You pick like ones that you want an excuse to listen to. Period. That maybe you're not aware of. Yeah. This is an album that I know I've wanted to listen to for a long time, just never really fit it in anywhere. And it was kind of like when we had a TV on the radio uh, requested. I've wanted to listen to that album too, never made an excuse to listen to it. But then this show was the excuse. So, hey, there you Heck go. Yeah. Good good way to cap off the season. Heck yes. A little role reversal. But we'll be talking about that shortly. But first, just a couple of things. 
if you are, you know, a returning listener to the podcast, we want to say welcome. Thank you for joining us again for the podcast. Thank you for making it all the way to the end of the season with us. We hope you have a great time. But if you're new here, well, what a time to jump in. But we welcome you whenever and wherever. Welcome to the podcast. We hope you enjoy your stay. And that means that you don't know what we do here. So each week, Savannah and I will choose an album completely at random, like, or wanting an excuse to listen to a particular album like me this week. Yeah. Maybe that album celebrating some sort of big anniversary and we should probably be discussing it a little bit. Maybe it's a very impactful album or maybe it's a listener request. We do plenty of those and we want plenty more for season three. Yeah. So yeah, regardless, an album is chosen. We'll discuss it at length. We rank the songs and then we rate the record. You'll be happy to know that you did a drum roll and Zoom completely cut out your audio. So you're welcome. In my headphones, headphones, it just died. It compressed super hard. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. That's it. Season three, no drum rolls, no clapping, no No cheering, nothing. That's it. No soundboard. You know what? Fuck it. That joke dies with this season. (laughs) It does. It does. You're going to say, and then we rate the record, and then it's just going to be crickets. That's it. Crickets. Yeah, because Zoom just doesn't like you being loud yeah. or making any sort of noise that is, you know, legible. <laughs> yeah, and then the crickets are going to be too quiet that they're not even picked up, and it's going to be a fruitless affair. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, it's season three. We got to think of something wild to do every time we say right the record. We need some big things. We're, we're getting bigger as a podcast, so we need bigger things. All right. I have an idea. Not spoiling it, though. Continue on. No, yeah, we'll talk about that off screen. (laughs) Big production plans. But before we go any further, there is a disclaimer that we like to read just to make sure that we're all on the same page with things. We want to be cool. We're not being dicks about things. We're going to agree. We're going to disagree with things, but we're having a musical discussion. We want to keep it civil, have a lot of fun with it. And what is that disclaimer? The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss and rate the record regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun discussing and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain, grain of, of salt. salt. I so I, I completely blew the opportunity that I had because what, what I was going to do is while you're reading that, I was going to be like the hype man, repeat like certain words that you were saying. God, but so out of time. Yeah, the following thoughts and opinions. Opinions. <laughs> oh my God. We're going to discuss regarding, regarding this album. Album. Hey, would that not be good for a soundboard? I'm telling you, it's a good investment for me. No. On my end. Go, go create your own goddamn podcast with your soundboard. Have a conversation with your own soundboard. That's all you need to do. Conversation with myself, you say. That's that's what most solo podcasts are anyways. Interesting. All right. But yes, we do have an episode to get through today before we cap off the season. And we're talking about the Arctic Monkeys and that long title I'm not going to bother looking at right now. It's all good. You already know what it is anyways. I don't even know how I'm going to write this into the YouTube title because it's only 100 characters. So I'll just be like, whatever people dot, dot, dot. Yeah, the dot, dot, dot. That's it. Well, chances are you might know who the Arctic Monkeys are, especially if you're a fan of them. You found this episode. Hey, welcome. Uh, but regardless, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the band and the albums and everything like that. So Arctic Monkeys are an indie slash garage slash alt rock band out of Sheffield, England. They formed in 2002 and consists of singer Alex Turner, guitarist Jamie Cook, drummer Matt Helders, and originally bassist Andy Nicholson, 
but he would be replaced by current bassist Nick O'Malley in 2006, shortly after the release of the band's debut album, like today's album. The, the band started playing shows in 2003 and made demo tapes to give out for free. It was an EP called Beneath the Boardwalk. They gained popularity on MySpace in 2005, or around 2005, as most bands did at that time. <laughs> but the band was unaware of it because it was a fan-created page. So they had such oh. a fan base that if, like, they created like their own like fan page that turned out to be like a major thing. So that's pretty oh, cool. Oh, shit. And they were pretty stoked because free exposure to music. Why not, right? Yeah. They eventually made another EP entitled Five Minutes with Arctic Monkeys that was released through their own basement label, Bang Bang. Their underground popularity would eventually get them signed to Domino Recording Company in 2005. And so between June and September 2005, the band would start work on in the studio on their debut full-length album, Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not. Uh, I don't want to keep saying that title, so I hope, don't, <laughs> I hope I don't have to. If I'm just going to call it Wipsia Twin, because if you take all the first letters of each word, oh my it's like Wipsia Twin. I'm just going to call it the Twin album. How about that? It was released in January 2006 and released through Domino. It was recorded at the chapel in Lincolnshire and Two Fly in Sheff Sheffield. The album was produced by Jim Abyss, who also worked with other acts such as Kasaiban, Lady Tron, and Sneaker Pimps. And I'm definitely aware of Sneaker Pimps. I really like them. They're super great. Trip hop cool. band out of the UK. The album got rave reviews across the board. All Music and The Guardian gave it 5 out of 5 stars. The LA Times gave it 4 out of 4 stars. Entertainment Weekly and The Village Voice gave it an A-. Ooh, letter rankings. I like when people do that, just like us. And NME gave it a 10 out of 10. And that same publication also named it number 5 on their 100 Greatest British Albums Ever list. And wow! That's, cons that's on the same list as like The Beatles, The Stones, Pink Floyd. Like, you just fucking name it. Number five out of a hundred. That's wild. Yeah, and considering how young these guys are and how more or less recent this album is as considered to like, you know, other major influential albums, it's pretty great. Yeah, dang. Um, Rolling Stones put on number 30 of their 100 best debut albums of all time list, so that's not bad either. This album won multiple awards through various publications across the world, and as of May 2021, this this freaked me out a little. I had to count because I, I couldn't believe what I was reading. As of May 2021, the album remained on the UK indie charts for 706 weeks. That is 13.53 years on the UK indie charts. It just keeps recharting every single year. Like, not necessarily number one, like, not even necessarily yeah. number ten, but the, the idea is it's charting for over 13 years. Now, now, what causes that? Is that just record sales or like spins? I, I honestly don't know the behind the scenes of that Dang. particular, especially because the UK might have different rules about it. Yeah. But yeah, it must be popular enough that it just stays. Holy crap. I, I don't know. This wow. album went to number one in many countries, including the US, UK, Scotland, Ireland, and Australia. The album went multi-time platinum across Australia, Denmark, and the UK, and gold in Canada, Italy, Japan, New Zealand, and the USA. The Jeez. album spawned two singles, I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor, and When the Sun Goes Down. I Just from those titles, I guarantee I've never heard an Arctic Monkeys song ever. The dance floor song, I, I remember that one when it came out. Like it, it was such an exciting song when I was in high school and I heard that. Yeah. It was so cool. Dang. Yeah, I heard it and was like, I don't recognize any of this. But it was cool because I actually got to listen to something I definitely have never heard before. So that was awesome. Have you ever you've you must have heard uh uh God I don't even crawling back to you. I don't know what it, it's a soft album called AM and it's like and do you wanna know? That's the name of the song. I'll have to no. listen to it. 
You might have heard that one on some yeah. sort of alternative radio or something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, yeah, that album had so many accolades, it was hard to compress, and there's a lot more I left out, but you get it. It's a super popular album. Yeah. Dang. And let's see how super popular it is with the show today. So oh. I guess we, it's, it's time to just go ahead and jump right into this. So we'll start off with song number one, The View from the Afternoon. Okay, so having said, I've don't, I don't think that I've heard an Arctic Monkey song knowingly, maybe in passing, but already definitely not what I thought I was going to hear. I don't know what I thought. I was just about to ask what your your expectations were. Like, I don't know. I I was kind of thinking like, like more like the strokes or kind of like. They're kind of lumped in though. They're they're kind of lumped in with that like post-punk revival type sound. But I think I was thinking more like, I don't know, shitty garage. But that's just not what I was getting from this. Thank goodness, because I probably would have tuned out a lot sooner. Um, I do like like the sort of disjointed sound at the beginning already. And it sounds like they're very tinny guitars, which I can kind of say for a lot of the songs going forward. But it kind of feels sort of punky. And I like that. It's quick and it gets to the point for my little, you know, little monkey brain. And I'm just like, oh, you're getting to the point quickly. We're doing this. Okay. I'm, I'm along for the ride and I got white knuckles, you know? Yeah. This, this album and maybe even the band as a whole, I'm not certain about the other albums, but definitely revolves around like the indie garage and post-punk kind of sound. So you're definitely going to get that punk and like speed and feel to it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And then like like just the noisiness too of garage rock and everything like that. That's it's all over the album. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, despite being an album uh, from the mid two thousands, the opening crunchy tone just screams old nineties rock to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a few songs like that on this album too, which is kind of cool. I mean, alt rock still is in their like genre description. So it's definitely something worth noting. Yeah. Um, the sudden entrance of bass, though, like it, it was playing the guitar and singing and everything like that. It seemed kind of bare, but like the bass kind of came in like on something of a, like an offbeat or something. It just, I don't know. It threw me off a little bit. It sounds fine, but like they could have brought it in a little better. Just, I don't know. It felt a little disjointed at that point, disorienting. I, I mean, it's kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, I do like the tennis match of guitar chords in the second verse, though. How like you heard one guitar playing the, the left, then another playing the right, everything like that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty entertaining. Yeah. You obviously got a note about it. Uh, I, I I can't recall because obviously I can't really sort of uh, catalog this album only having listened to it four or five times. Um, but uh, I did note the constant back and forth of the guitar from one ear to the other is annoying. <laughs> but it might have it might have been maybe one note back and forth. Yeah, but it's like one either chord, way, and it wasn't too fast either. So yeah. Either way, it was kind of like a tennis match. And it's just for me, I'm like, okay, can we stop doing that, please? And then it did. And I was like, okay, thank God. Just a brief little thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, they make really good use of like clean tone guitars and everything like that. They know exactly where overdrive fits for the most part. So Mm, I, I, I I really appreciate how they know how to use the two different tones of guitar very well and where to put it. And realistically, I don't have much else to say about the song other than like, you know, it feels like the song ended well enough at like the two minute and 10 second mark. Cause mm-hmm. it like started getting quiet and then it picked back up. But sure. Like another run of verse and chorus. Why not? But like, I don't know. A lot of songs on this album are less than three minutes and it works out really well in its favor. So this yeah. song should have done that too, but it didn't. 
Yeah, I did have a note uh, saying it threw me way off when the song fades to silence and then comes back. Um, and just a sort of overarching uh, comment. It feels like there's influence from so many musical styles, but like it doesn't sound silly. It doesn't sound like they're like, oh, let's see how many we can cram in. It's just, it seems more organic. And I kind of appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it's funny because it made me think too, because I know I mentioned on the show before, especially with like, you know, last week we did a uh, psychotic symphony and then uh, with Bush and how I keep mentioning this whole, like, you know, uh, first album, like disease or syndrome or whatever the hell you want to call it, where it's just like yeah. you play way too heavy near influences. This one did not give me, give me that at all. Like they've released a few EPs prior to this, but the thing is like their debut full length album. And yeah, they might be playing on the influences, but like, God, they kind of made it their own after a while. Like, they did a really good job of really stepping it up. Yeah. I just listening to some songs uh, coming up, it kind of reminds me of another band, a Scottish band, Biffy Clyro. Uh, but yes. I, I think for me, it's just the, I don't know. It's not, oh, they're copying them. It's just, they kind of, you know, they were releasing albums at the same time. And, you know, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like uh, I don't I don't know how to describe it other than just multiple bands in the same genre kind of playing the same thing. But well, you it's, it's kind of like what happened in the grunge explosion, right? So yeah, and it's you can't say oh you know Pearl Jam sounds like Nirvana. It's just you know they both sound like this. Yeah, yeah. So. It's kind of just yeah that that kind of like indie alt rock type style and kind of poppy too. Yeah, yeah. I like, like them both. So I'm yeah, Biffy Clyro can be exciting, but like yeah, they definitely have like their poppiness about them. I like definitely it. The song like Bubbles. It. Oh my god, that whole album is good. That song though, I remember when I first caught on. But hey, we're we're getting off topic here. So. We're gonna have to do them now. Okay, but also, okay. But also, okay. real quick, can I just uh, backtrack a second and say, hey, we mentioned uh, Psychotic Symphony. We did that last week. Can we go ahead and go ahead and give that episode some love? It's not doing too well in the ratings. Let's just because say that. No one knows who they are. It was. Yeah, it but was we can explain self, it to them. It was a self-serving choice, is what it was. It is. By far, at the point of recording this episode, our lowest rated episode, not rated, but like lowest viewed episode. It's just like, yeah. hasn't hit double digits yet. It's kind of sad. Oh, I'm, I'm cool with it. The fact that it hit one is surprising. So Yeah, it's probably because it was me. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank I, give the, I give our videos at least one view just so it can have a view. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I play them on repeat for the cats while I sleep. Uh, it's not bad enough for them to hear me talk during the day. They have to hear me talk in their dreams, too. Exactly. It just never ends. Exactly. Alrighty then. Song number two, uh, the big single from the album, I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor. I would totally, well, I mean, with the title, I would totally dance to this. And to be honest, while writing that, I was kind of swaying in my seat, oh, which yeah. literally for the whole album didn't stop. I just kept going. Um the drum beat had me the entire time, and I really enjoyed the rolls at the beginning. I have that as my very first note. Yeah, I love the <laughs> snare rolls in the beginning. The entire yeah. intro does a good job of just setting up the energy and like pacing all together. Oh, definitely. Yeah, this this one was a lot of fun from the word go, and it kind of like it got heavy. It had its kind of like kind of indie swing type charm and everything like that. So there was a lot going on with this song that was just a lot of fun altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be a blanket statement for most of the album, but I made it here. The singer is like excellent at phrasing and just stringing words together. Yes. He's such a wordsmith. He's a, such a storyteller. And like, 
He yeah. does it in a very quick manner too. So like it just boom, it just it sounds so good the way he does. It's so smooth and it's fun. Really like it. I I do have a note about that. Like at the end of the album, I'm just gonna say it now. Um, so this is true for the whole album, but the lyrics seem like they're either poems put to music or it's just a stream of consciousness and he's just spewing out what he's thinking at the time, completely unrehearsed. Yeah, because every song feels situational. So it's just like, yeah, yeah it's just whatever's going through his head in that particular situation. Yeah. Recounting and a no, story or an event of a night type thing. And like, I know that I've kind of shit on the idea of like setting the setting the scene and describing everything but I don't really feel that here I feel like you know after a night out my friends telling me what happened because I missed it or I wasn't there and yeah a lot of rowdiness in the lyrics (laughs) oh my god this whole album is just a night out at the bar is all it is essentially yeah entire that's the entire vibe I'm getting from it and it's cool I'm down for that absolutely um, but yeah, the, the chorus in the song, great, fantastic. It's really energetic. Again, just really fun. The tr- like the transitions to and from it are like nearly seamless, which is really entertaining. Like it just knows how to pick up at the exact moment. And it's almost like you don't even know it's happening, but it's so good. It's so well done. I really love it. Mm-hmm. And this song is perfect for its length too. It's only two minutes and 53 seconds, but it gets everything it needs to out without going too crazy. It kicks a lot of ass and just, a lot to appreciate in that little amount of time. So yeah, kudos for this one. For me, the song felt a lot shorter than it was, uh, but it was pretty quick in tempo and it felt like that really worked. Um, I like that a lot. I, I do like when the vocals continue and the music stops and kind of hangs in suspense and then comes back in full force as the vocals are continuing. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of like, it's, kind of saying wait for it and then it comes back and I've always found that really enjoyable to listen to so hearing that the first time I'm like ooh, I felt a little oddly giddy hearing it because I, I don't listen to a lot of music like this I kind of I don't know I've I've crossed the pretentious threshold at certain points so going back to just I guess simple easy to listen to music I'm like I miss just the simplicity of it and the excitement that it gives me. So it was good. And I really liked it a lot. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So moving on to song number three now, Fake Tales of San Francisco. I am so down for this guitar riff. It's like in indie surf. I don't know. I don't, I'm there's probably. A, there's go- a few surf feeling <sighs> tracks on this album. I'm definitely going to mention that more than once. Um, So this is kind of the image that I was getting with this one. Um, I'd like to hear this played in a small dive bar that has the stage in the corner and it's like a foot off the floor and the crowd drunkenly participates with the kick me out, kick me out part. And I, yeah, I can see that. I'm like, I love this. I love it so much. (laughs) I, yeah, I don't know. I'm I I get the appeal of parts like that and how easy it is. And actually, just kind of looking through my notes, I do say the kick me out hook is strategic chanting for a sing along. Yeah. They knew how easily that would catch on. I personally didn't care for it though. Oh no! I don't know. <sighs> You're too introverted for crowd participation. Hell yeah. <laughs> and like I don't I was about to say something but it's gonna sound super pretentious and I don't want it to because that's not how I want to come off I was um, just gonna, I just, 
We rate records. You can say whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, but then we tell we... them to take it with a grain of salt. Ooh, this is true. Well, take it with a grain of salt. Go ahead. I suppose so, because I was just I was gonna say, like, I don't know, it, it feels too campy to to do that weird audience participation thing. Like you have to do it well or don't do it at all. And I I don't know. This this feels cheap. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain exactly what I was thinking in my head when I was listening to it. I didn't write it down either, so just I'm kind of just going with my word vomit right now, which is kind of starting to slow down and stutter. So maybe I should just get back to my notes. Um, I was gonna say that this song feels like two songs kind of riding the same idea because like you have the first half and it's like this poppy little indie number and everything like that, mm-hmm. kind of a bit of a quirky composition. Wasn't super into that part of the song, but it's not bad though. Like again, I, I I know what they're going for and I know why this stuff works, so that's that's good for them. Yeah. The second half of the track though, I feel is the best. It gets like a little heavier, a little more straightforward with the composition. Definitely has more of that garage rock punk feel again to it, just in the way that it's structured. So I really like that. Yeah. And I also really like the group vocals towards the end as well. I thought that was really great. I can't remember what they say. Uh, Shit, I can't remember. It's like one line repeated, like one or two lines repeated over and over again. Yeah, it's super cool. I love how full it feels, just kind of reaching the climax and everything like that. Though the song would have sound like it would have ended better if it went up with like this, this distorted feedback, rich like ring out type thing, instead of like circling back and just finishing with a couple of notes. Because of the way it was picking up and just where it was going, if they just did this like weird feedback, just fade out thing, that would have been cool. But yeah. Ben Doc's points for that, but I'm just note that would, would that would have been super sweet. <laughs> um, I only have a couple more notes for this. Uh, again, this one felt a lot shorter than it was, probably because I was enjoying it. Um, this is like what I now wish the White Stripes sounded like. Like I really liked White Stripes around this time, like a lot, and even like just now I'm like this it doesn't hit me as much as it used to I guess but I just wish that I just wish that I had listened to this when I was younger I would have oh my god is right up my alley and it's upsetting it is upsetting you know what's you know what's crazy I'm gonna bring back uh tv on the radio again because return to cookie mountain the one that we covered was also released the same year as this album so and it's like it within that same kind of like indie style but like definitely like a bit more of an edge to it and everything like that and just Uh it's funny how it's not that you hated that album but you didn't care as much for it but so far it seems like you're you're definitely higher on this one yeah, I I did like this one a lot and it's going to show. Um, but it's just it's disappointing that 16 years later I'm like I could have appreciated this this whole time, but it's like it's one of those like, oh, have you heard of this band and everyone's like, yeah, of course we have and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm definitely late to this party. Oops. Oh, that's when you're supposed to barge and be like, yeah, of course. What loser hasn't? <laughs> yeah, I was just testing you. Uh. Yeah, uh, as long as you as not long as you don't try to stand out too much, they won't question you on it, and they'll just be like, see, she knows. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm just sitting there going, just, just keep straight face, just smile. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yo, what do you think about the the sixth song? It was kind of weird. On you're like, yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> it actually, wasn't a weird song. I was testing you. <laughs> yeah, just just gauging everyone's uh, everyone's faces and the reactions. But yeah, I don't know. I I like this one again. I just wish that the white stripe sounded like this. Maybe I would have enjoyed them a lot more when I was younger. 
Yeah, I guess it's because they were like way more into doing like this kind of like grungy bluesy type thing, I guess, yeah. especially in the beginning. I don't know, folky maybe. But that was then. We already covered that one, so we got to keep moving on. So song number four, Dancing Shoes. Um, I love the buildup of the verse in this one. I thought it was great because, like, you have the tom drums just kind of going, the palm muted guitars and everything like that. That was really cool. It's a nice build into something with a good payoff, and this actually did have a good payoff. I really like it mm-hmm. uh, because the choruses f- felt very exciting. And I do like the difference between the first, second, and third verses, too. Like, each one of them sound different. They're all great change-ups and everything like that. It all felt different, but yet similar at the same time. Just really well executed in doing that. I thought that was fantastic. And really, I mean, it's a short track, so I only have one note left. And it just says another great little track. Uh, packed a lot of punch in under two and a half minutes, and there's a lot there to appreciate. Uh, your comment about floor toms, definitely agree. I mentioned that. I really like that. Um, I uh, Now, I don't really know what technically classifies as quote a disco beat but whatever it is i fucking love it i don't care i'm into it um i kind of got that feeling from this that opinion of mine will never change um not hypocritical on that one sorry um and i found this song is wildly easy to move to and god damn it i just it's just it makes me want to move and i like that it just Oh, the song pushes. is called Dancing Shoes. I like it. <laughs> you put I on like your damn it. dancing shoes and get, get to it. And again, I wrote on this song, how did I not listen to them before? This album is literally a teenager. And I just, I ignored it. It's like ignoring your child till they turn 18. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll talk to you now. And th- that's how I'm so confused that you didn't hear about you look on the dance floor because that was huge on alt rock radio too. Like yeah. even like years after the song had debuted, like it was still big. It was on much music a lot. I mean, I don't know how you managed to miss it. Emo child listening to screamo all the time. Suppose so. Yeah. I was, when this came out, I was 17, 18. So you were listening to Devil Wears Prada and Chiodas and everything like that. Uh, My Chemical Romance, Vendetta Red. Uh, I regret mm, asking already. Yeah, <laughs> those are the only two I can really think of. But you know, I was I was also listening to stuff like Dream Theater and Rush and stuff like that. So I just sort of danced around this, and it's just it just blows my mind that I've never heard this before, and it made me so mad when I listened to this the first time, and I'm just like. How if I, ah, it's like never, it's like never eating your favorite food until now. And you're like, I could have been enjoying this this whole time. Yeah. Fuck. It's wild. It's wild to me. I was never, I was never an emo or scene kid, but I always enjoyed me some like, you know, Alexis on fire, cancer bats, protest the hero. I was into that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, one, a friend of mine from childhood, he, he unfortunately passed away, but he was the guitarist of the band, uh, straight reads the line, which they do. They were doing fantastic Ontario before that yeah. they, had, they broke up. So yeah, that's really cool. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I was into. I mean, I was into plenty, but that was like the hardcore music I liked. Yeah, those are those are the local, well, quote, local shows I would go to, you know, I guess provincial shows and stuff like that. I remember going to uh, going to Warp Tour and meeting Cancer Bats and they were just signing up and down my arms and everything. <laughs> so it's I was definitely more of that side of things. But, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't give that away for stuff like this, but it still makes me so bad. <laughs> 
<laughs> I met Protest the Hero and just had conversations with them. They were pretty cool. <laughs> that's aw- That's awesome. Alrighty then, so song number five. God, this long-ass title. You probably couldn't see for the lights, but you were staring straight at me. Like, what is this? Like a like an like an emo song from like two thousands. Like Very first line. Song title feels like we're listening to a Fallout Boy song. Something along the lines of that. Yeah, I don't know. Jesus. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not gonna tank it for a, a name, but just do you really <laughs> need a song title this ridiculously long? No. Doesn't look good on the back of an album either. I tell you that right oh now. My, oh my god! I would actually. My first note is I would alternately title this track. You probably didn't need for the the title length, but you are in indie darlings to me. There you go. I tried matching it as close as I could to the original title. You probably didn't need for the yeah. You probably didn't need for the. T- it's it's that middle phrasing. You probably couldn't see for the lights, which I'm yeah. not certain what that means. But I still wrote it in that. You probably didn't need for the title length, but you are indie darlings to me. <laughs> they're they're British. They're all backwards. Supposing so, but that's usually the French though. Chocolate milk is like milk chocolate. They're they're close to France. They're all backwards. Close enough. I mean, we're pretty close to. Uh, a bastardized version of French. Anyways, we're just going to start offending people now. Yeah, that's and my dad was straight up born in England, so I'm going to watch what I say or I'll get a when I get home. <laughs> kind of stuff blood pudding down your throat. There, just eat it. Uh, hell no. Um, I do kind of like how like raw the vocals feel in this one. Like he, he misses like the note quite a few times, like pitch wise, but at the same time, like just there's certain ones that he goes for that. I don't know if it was intentional or just they left it in regardless, but like it feels like it goes along with that punk post-punk revival feel. Yeah. So I was letting it go. I was like, whatever, it's fine. It's, it's, they're just kind of going for it. That's kind of what I like about the raw style of vocals. Yeah, I uh, I didn't notice. Um, I think because I got sort of caught up in how punky it feels that I was just like, yeah, this is. I'll just accept whatever you give me. This is fine. Um, that being said, I still feel like I'm in one of those silhouette iPod commercials when oh, I hear yeah. this song. I had to Google it because I was like, I swear to God, I, this had to have been in one, but I couldn't find it. So maybe not. No, this song would have been way bigger if it was. Okay, good. Um, but so far I do like how fast into the point it all is. And there just isn't much soaking it in. Like, if you missed it the first time, well, too bad for you. Song's over. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Two minutes and ten seconds, too. Pretty short. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I I only have a a couple more. Um, I am so far surprised that this was their debut. Like, I'm always just so baffled when debut albums, even after the band has only been together for less than five years. It's like, this is, like, huh? How, huh? Really? Hence so, why it was named like one that. of the best debut albums of all time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy to me. And I heard a slide down the the neck of the bass. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, that little that little tiny thing that'll always catch your attention. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, ooh, what is that? All right, that's all I got for this one. I wanted to leave it on the high note. Yeah, well, fair enough. Note. And I mean. I have kind of a high note to go on to because I only have one more note. Again, just not really much of a long song. It is yeah. like another brief idea put by pretty easily. I mean, just like it gets its idea out pretty quickly. It 
packs a lot of punch in the time it has, so it's great. Although I do say for that this song, there's nothing too outstanding in this one. It's still mm. a good, good and fun track, but like as compared to the other ones so far, this one stood out a little less to me. So I don't know. I I, I wouldn't say it was bad at all. Like and I'm not necessarily going to tank it, but so far it, out of those previous ones, this one stands at the least. Fair enough. I feel like I I like circle back in my words way too much. <laughs> Anyways, ah, sorry. that's where I escape this, uh, that song real quick and move on to the next one. So number six, still take you home. Um, I feel like this one was kind of a mix of a couple of the previous tracks so far. It was kind of giving me that. Okay. We Thank agree? you. My okay. first note, this one sort of sounds like another before it. Every time you say something, I think I'm like, I'm not crazy. Thank God. <laughs> I do think that this still manages to carry a lot of fun energy with it, though. I mean, like, that's yeah, just yeah. straight. Like, m- most of the songs in this album do. Like, none of them really disappoint. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, I definitely started to notice, like, some rehashing going on here. Uh, the bridge is a lot of fun. It didn't dig, uh, like, I didn't dig it too much when it first started. But I like how it kind of progressed, like, even if it wasn't a lot, because like if I remember correctly, it kind of started out a little soft, like softer, but with like this weird kind of like uh, rhythm to it. But then it just kind of changed into something else. I, I'm not really good at remembering this because I'm rem- trying to remember like all these songs at once, and I only listened yeah. to this album like a few times. But all I do know is that yeah, the bridge started out kind of weak for me, got better, and just turned out to be one of my favorite parts of the song. So that's really cool. Um, I. Do enjoy how the vocal, like the, I guess, singing accent, the English accent is fairly prominent here. Uh, I'm down for that. There's very little that I've heard where um, singers will sing in their native accent. That bothers me. I actually kind of find that pretty endearing. So I like that. Um, I find that the drums are like predictable but in a way that I can sit here and listen to them and tap my feet and think yeah I can play that when in reality no I couldn't play that at all but it makes it seem easy which I think is pretty cool and it's like where where they put the drum fill is where you would naturally think it would go so it just seems to flow a lot nicer yeah yeah um I do appreciate that they slowed down for the solo rather than speed through it. But the guitar solo to me kind of sounds like tinkering that just sounded okay the first time they did it. So they're like, yep, that's good. And then put it on. Yeah, I guess I I can see where you're coming by with that too. And just, it was in that whole bridge section that I was like, iffy on, but then I started really enjoying it and everything like that. And I mean, the, uh, the only other note that I have is like that the ending was like, fairly abrupt with this one i guess but again like i feel like this track just did like so well in executing the song's ideas and not going too crazy with it or anything like that so mm-hmm. i can't imagine it carrying on too much or doing too much more so it more or less felt appropriate this time so i don't want to rag on it too much abrupt endings can feel weird but i guess it worked this time yeah but i, I don't know else. i was still kind of in a toss about it though like i don't know if i liked it or not but regardless it fits so i guess i did like it in some sense yeah, it's it's a good song, and I would listen to it again. It's just, spoiler, not my number one. Yeah, exactly. And with that, let's see where I think it is on the list here. I'm still comparing X's and question marks <laughs> here. Uh, hey. I'm going to go ahead and make that particular mark with my pencil. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> and cutting. all you hear is, all you hear is scrape, scrape for an X. 
Maybe you will. <laughs> okay, so song number seven, another very short song, Riot Van. And wow, this one's way more subdued than the other one so far. It's like probably one of the comments on the albums up to this point. Actually, it is the comments on the album to this point. It's nice to have at least one of these, though, because I mean, like, you're going full blast energy for six tracks. You need to slow down at some point. Yeah, and I, I'm glad that it wasn't like slowed down so much that it was like a ballad or they really pumped the brakes where you end up breaking your legs, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, again, I, I really pointed it out on this one that I'm starting to get, quote, night out vibes from this album so far. It's just, it's every song just feels like I missed the night out and my friends are telling me how things went. And it's, I like that. It's like I'm included in the story the songs are telling me. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, I really like the guitar tone and the chords. They're so dreamy and pleasing and Oh, it's, I like it. And one of my notes just says, why is it so short? <laughs> and trust me, there are multiple, uh, multiple letters to make it sound that way. But yeah, the, even the solo is like dreamy and floaty and I enjoy it a lot. And my, <laughs> my last note, cause I don't have very many, it ends so abruptly. No, come back, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you'd feel that way, especially if you really enjoyed it. I mean, it sounds yeah, like I you like did this. anyway. I like this one, yeah. It, there was, yeah, very nice, pleasant instrumentals kind of moving yeah. everything along in the song. It's very nice, everything like that. I also like the tone and the feel of the very tame vocals all the way through the song, too. So that was nice to kind of get that side of his voice as compared to him just doing that kind of monotone yelling that he's been doing all through the album so far, or very loud talking at the very least. Yeah. Like that kind of style of it. But there's not a whole lot happening in the song. Like, yeah, it is very dreamy and everything like that, very silky kind of feeling. But, like, maybe, as I said, it's a welcome pace from the all the energetic tracks we've gotten so far. But I don't know. I just felt like the song was a little lacking. Didn't need to pick up or get heavier or anything like that, but just it could have used a little more something. Maybe mm -hmm. a longer length, maybe a few more layers somewhere. I don't know, but just, yeah, I, I don't know. Felt a little lacking to me. Yeah, it's like you're trying to hold something in your hands of substance, but you're just holding wet sand, and you're like, you're giving me nothing here. Nothing the middle of my to. palms are full, but then everything else just went to <laughs> my fingers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Especially in comparison to what you just heard, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Like again, we, yeah, we went full blast energy and then that was the slowdown point. Like not saying that we need a better introduction to a slowdown point, but just if you're going to, if you're going to get there, give me something worth noting. Like not yeah. saying that there wasn't anything, but it just, again, could have used a little more. Yeah, I get that. Alrighty then. So another short track, so many short tracks, so many are like two and a half minutes or less. Yeah. Song number eight, red light indicates doors are secured. Another just weird long title that doesn't need to really be but whatever it's here um it's funny so i said that this is the most 2000 sounding song on this album like just like <laughs> that whole kind of like how you could stylize the 90s in the sound this yeah. feels like a stylized version of the 2000s the composition the tone of the instruments is really indie and garage sounding so just it's kind of there makes a lot of sense for what it is uh yeah. the song moves along easy enough uh, it, it doesn't really do too much different throughout the entire thing. It kind of remains the same. feels strange to arrive at a song like this, given what we've heard. Just like, you know, because 
every other song was like moving along in different ways and changed itself up a bit. But this one just felt like really kind of straightforward and like a straight line all the way through. I don't know. Yeah. It's still fun, but just didn't catch me as much. Uh, I have very minimal notes on this one. It's okay. I already um, finished mine. <laughs> ec- excellent. Um, one is surf ska a genre. Likely. That is definitely what I got from this. Uh, the quarter note hits through the chorus is effective at sort of creating an urgency because it's just constantly hitting. Um, and I like the guitar riff. Who is their guitarist? I like this. I listed that in the beginning. Yeah, well, I mean, I wrote this while I was listening to it. Suppose I'm scrolling up real quick. Drummer, Jane, no, sorry, guitarist, Jamie Cook. Interesting. Although I think uh, Alex Turner might also play guitar too, but like the lead guitarist is Jamie Cook. Interesting. Good to know. I wonder if, uh, sometimes I like to hear musicians. I'm like, oh, I like what they do. And then see their influences and go, that's why I like them because, you know, it just... It's just a, a ever sprouting tree. I would say look at like some of the alt rock bands of the nineties, post punk revival from the eighties. You'll probably find a lot of their influence over there. Yeah. Nice. I Almost like guarantee it. Cool. Alrighty then. Well, I mean, just we're marching right along here because I mean, again, a lot of these songs are short, so we don't have tons to say about it. Yeah. So song number nine, Marty bum. Okay. So this song in particular the intro riff at the very beginning of the track totally reminds me of like 2004 Snow Patrol. Like, <laughs> Snow Patrol. Oh, uh, so, and this was before Chasing Cars, but like so into it. I, and believe me, I listened to that album to death. So I'm down for it. Um, it sounds so pop punk and it's so of its time. Like I pretty well like it. Um but I, I know, okay, so this one's kind of a long one. And I am terrible at explaining how this, like what this is. But I know I've mentioned this before, but I really like songs that can flow from the verse to the chorus without it sounding like two separate parts. And I'm finding thus far, not just on this song, but the ones before it that everything just kind of flows. Like it just waves into each other and itself. And I like that a lot. That's what I said about dance floor too. Just like, it it seemed like a seamless transition to and from the chorus. And it's when you realize that like, whether you like it or not, assume that you do. um, When you realize that you enjoy that, you don't realize how many songs they, it's just, they write the verse on its own. They write the chorus on its own. And then it, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like a conversation. It seems more of a presentation where you're reading the slide of the verse and then they click it and then you're reading the chorus and it's like, but you didn't, there was no, there was no visual transition. It was just a change. And I never noticed how much I hate that until I hear songs that flow so well. So I, I clearly like this one enough to note, like to make note of that. But yeah, it's just thus far, it's, I don't know what the hell's the verse. I don't know what's the chorus. And I'm okay with that. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, like there's a lot of blurred lines on this album. There's a lot of artists who do it really well too. Yeah. 
Sometimes it's only good to know when you're trying to categorize a song and like just parts of the song and everything like that. But other than that, yeah, it's it's pretty cool when just you can enjoy the entire thing without thinking, okay, this is the building verse or the, this is the big climactic course. Although, yeah. I mean, granted, there's plenty of good songs like that too, obviously. But I mean, yeah, sometimes it's nice to just have that seamless experience that where you can just flow from first minute to last and be like, oh, wow, that was a track. Yeah, you're not jumping from like platform to platform. You're just taking one smooth walk. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. All my yeah. analogies are fucking shit, but like, you know, y'all get what I mean. I hope you get what I mean. Hey, I, I'm pretty good at solving them. Usually when you come up <laughs> with some sort of visual or something like that, I I, I, I like break it down. You're like, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So clearly this song did it for me. That's literally the only thing I got. That little spiel. Yeah, I got I got three small notes. My very first one is uh, refers back to the previous song when I said that was the most two thousand song I heard. Okay, maybe this song is the most two thousand song yeah. I've heard on this album so far. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Snow Patrol is that the one who did a uh, set fire to the third bar? Or am I thinking someone else? Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. If anyone wants to know a little fun fact behind the scenes about old Chris here, uh, when I first met my girlfriend in high school and we did vocal class, uh, we actually did a duet of that song. Nice. Yeah, and that was the first time I'd ever heard that song too. But yeah, like we weren't even dating at that point, but we were like clearly courting each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like we we did we uh we actually recorded it too. It never ended up anywhere, but we recorded it. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up because when he said Snow Patrol, I'm like that sounds familiar. Uh you know what? If we were recording in person, I would reach over to squeeze your cheeks and say, "Oh, it's so cute," and you'd probably <laughs> you would stab me. <laughs> I just put my whole hand on your face and slowly push you back. I was like, stop. <laughs> your side of the table, please. Bubble, personal bubble. <laughs> You're in it, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, another short song, two minutes and 25 seconds long. Uh, I mean, this song is a good energy, a uh, mix of like energy and chill all throughout. I mean, you have like your poppy little instrumentals in this one, everything like that with soft, slightly strained vocals and everything. So that's cool. Um... I know there's like four more songs ahead and I can't remember even if I contradict myself on this note, but it feels like the album is starting to settle down a little bit. But now that I said that out loud, I do remember there's some energetic songs still coming up, <laughs> but for the most part, it does feel kind of like it calms down beyond this point. Mm-hmm. Like it, it did all this like really hyper energy in the beginning, but now it's starting to kind of tamper off a little bit. Okay. I, I don't know if I got the same feeling, but I never really much attention to it okay so we'll move on to song number 10 another weird title perhaps vampires is a bit strong but i but think it's what? because i think it's because calling you people are vampires he's like well perhaps calling you vampires is a bit strong but i mean that's what but I it's got true from, you know yeah that's what i got from that at least um i love the good garage uh, rock tone of this song. I think it's really well done. You got that like really muddy distortion on it and just generally noisy production. I'm all for it. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I usually tend to like stuff like this. I really like the chorus. The vocals get uh, like their standout moments with uh, the instrumental fills between each phrase. I thought that was a really cool presentation for it. So kudos for that. Cause I definitely pointed it out, obviously. Yeah. Um, then you get this like cool surf rock feeling in the middle again. That surf rock vibe kind of comes back in. You're getting all excited because like I'm hitting all your notes here. Yeah, my, my fucking first <laughs> line. It sounds surfy, but with ultimate distortion. So every time you hit those like keywords, I'm like, yes, great. <laughs> I mean, there's a little bit of the change while keep like the whole song. This whole middle portion is like, 
a bit of a change up while still keeping the pace of the entire song. So that's really cool. Yeah. And like, I love how aggressive everything feels in like the third quarter of the track too. It's just a lot of fun. I really wish they kind of kept running with that to close out the track, but they didn't. It was just like a brief quarter of the track. But regardless, yeah. I liked it enough. Probably my favorite part. Too bad it was just so brief. Uh, usually, I don't like that sort of fuzzy vocal processing thing that was really popular at the time. Uh, but for some reason here, it doesn't really bother me too much. Um, the, excuse me, drinking again. Um, the... <laughs> I know. Uh, the drum solo reminds me of like Keith Moon or Animal from the Muppets. Uh, perhaps they're one one in the same. Uh, don't at me. I know nothing about Keith Moon. Um, but uh, that's kind of what I got from that, where it was just it was the most involved sort of drum section I've heard thus far. And I really appreciated it. Kind of sucks that it took this long to get to it. But I like that. Um, at the end of the song, there's some plucking guitar and it totally sounds like someone learning how to play guitar, but like, it sounds okay. But like, it would have been cool if the song had ended with just sort of not, not a drum solo, but just sort of those sort of fills. And if the song had kind of just tapered down and that would have been fine. I didn't really like that, that end guitar part wasn't for me. Yeah, as I said, it would have been cool if they just kind of went with the energy of the third quarter and did something else, like stuff, something yeah. like that. Just wasn't, well, yeah, it wasn't huge on the ending, but I didn't like tank the score because of it or anything. I actually really enjoyed this song, so yeah, it, it's good to know that there's still like these really cool songs in the back half of the album, which is when most bands tend to slow down, especially debut albums. I mean, like you front stack your 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 first album with all the hits and singles. And then the second half is just like all the ideas you had in the studio that weren't exactly hits. Yeah. I mean, this one just still has exciting songs going through the second half. So it's fantastic. Oh yeah. That was all I had for that one. I just so far. <laughs> Fair <sighs> enough. I'm kind of in agreement with you right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of uh, songs that are singles front-loading the uh, front half of the album, here's another single in the back half of the album, number 11, When the Sun Goes Down. Had you heard this song before, it being a single? No, actually. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I did not recognize it at all. But uh, the song, st- okay, the song starts with one chord strum, and then the vocals kick in. Okay. It's the exact same chord that's oh what that starts the song biblical by Biffy Clyro. And I I literally put them both on my Spotify queue and I listened to one right after it's the exact same thing. So okay, it was so hard for me to listen to this song without singing the other song. I think it took me like six times until I was like, stop doing that. Just shut up, listen to the damn song. But at first I thought, oh, wow, a slow song. Haven't been many of those so far. Well, it deceived me, but it deceived me in a pleasing way because the way that it sort of um, transitioned from kind of that slow sort of storytelling to like quick, moderately aggressive. Ooh, I like that. I liked it. Yeah, it, it does kind of like it pairs like the softer 
portions with the heavier sections really well. It kind of like sandwiches everything like with the two soft, like the soft beginning and soft end, everything heavy in the middle and everything like that. So it works yeah. well like that. I kind of like that. Um, another really fun composition on this one too. Uh, it, it feels like they are kind of rehashing other songs though in this one and I could definitely uh-huh. tell. Not entirely a bad thing, but makes me wonder why this was a single, I guess. Um, but that's just me. I don't know how popular this single was, though. I probably should have looked it up, but I imagine it probably did well enough if it was following the, the dance floor song. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised that there's only two singles, though. I don't know why that's surprising to me. I would have assumed like three or four, maybe. Maybe that's all they wanted. Maybe there's also other recognizable songs on here that weren't necessarily singles. Fair enough. I mean, bands do that all the time. It's like one of the most popular songs you've heard actually isn't a single. Like, yeah. that's just weird when that happens. Slight tangent. Um, my favorite Oasis song that I've heard on the radio. I'm pretty sure other people have heard it, I would hope. And it's not even on an actual album. I think it was a B-side that was just heard and played and that's it. What song is it? So, uh, Acquiesce. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's just one of those. It's like, oh, this is a good song and a lot of people like it. It's not even on an album. It's wild. My favorite Oasis song is the one that the band hates because they were like too fucking high on cocaine when they did it. And do you know what I mean? Wonderwall, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's called, do you know what I mean? I know. (laughs) What, Be Here Now? I think so. It's definitely not Wonderwall. Fuck Wonderwall. (laughs) I, I heard that that album that they really hated because they just like, everything's too loud and too much and everything. I remember when that song came out. One one of the Gallagher brothers said they were they were like super all super high on cocaine and just so like that really affected the production and just that's why it was like really kind of trippy in a way and just like yeah there's like a lot going on. I really liked it for that reason. I thought it was really cool that they were just kind of going crazy with the layering. I mean we'll have to do that album one day or at least Oasis yeah. one day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean maybe it is in season three. Wink. Anyway, <laughs> I won't say when or where or if or. Whatever, I gave it away. It's there somewhere. Anyways, we're still we still gonna talk about uh, this. So, um, I don't really have many other notes for the song too. Just like didn't do a whole lot for me. Wasn't in love with it. Didn't hate it though. I mean, there's not much going on for outside of its like A B type of composition. It's unfortunate because like it really feels like they were winding down hard on this song. Just because, like, we're getting cl- closer to the end of the album, so I think they're just like, okay, boys, we gotta start wrapping this up now. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really have anything else other than uh, my last note in all capital letters that says it's also danceable. So it's like, if I can move to it, I'm like, yeah, I like this, and if I don't dance to it, I'm like, that song's shit. I have, I have pretty low standards sometimes. Yeah, but at the same time, like, it's just sky high for you regardless. So your standards are low, but it's still way the hell surpassing. It doesn't just get by it. Like, they're just doing this so far. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's black or white. It's low really standards, nice. high ceiling. Yeah, there you yes. go. Best way to describe it. Yes. Alrighty then. Penultimate track, number 12, From the Ritz to the Rubble. Okay, so... Now, I may just be rehashing the lyrics here, but what I'm getting from this is like you went out and you're feeling, you know, you know, high on yourself. And even the lyrics talking about last night 
or wait, talking about last night, what we talked about. Oh, okay. What we talked about made so much sense. And now that the haze has ascended, it doesn't make sense. Now I may be uh, paraphrasing this here, but what I'm getting from that is just like from the Ritz where you're all like, oh, everything's awesome. Cause you are drunk as hell to the rubble where you're hungover and you feel like trash. This album is definitely a diary from the pub. And I know that I've said that before, but it's just, it's so evident here. And it's yeah, yeah. cool. I like it. It's, it puts me into it. And then the music is just an accompaniment to the story. And I could just repeat myself over and over. Cause I'm pretty sure I have. I'm I'm not going to pretend like I haven't had some stupid conversations that led to shitty ideas when I was drunk before. It's like the ones that's like, oh, we really got to do this. Okay, yeah, let's do this. Uh, and uh, more than one, I think I started a band at one point. Uh, we were, I was gonna we were I was gonna start a video game channel with somebody else. Then I ended up doing it by myself. Yeah. That's weird. But yeah, just... like I mean, shit like that has happened before. It's like, oh, we need to hang out more, or we're totally going to. I haven't talked to him since that night. Oh <laughs> and my that was, god, that was like over a decade ago. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, man, I'll take your number, and then you write it down backwards, ha- like upside down. You're like, yeah, great, great ideas. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's like all very relatable for that idea at the very least. Hmm. So, I mean, this one's just over three minutes, so it's technically, quote, one of the longer songs on the album. <laughs> That's saying a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm really digging the bass line on this one, though. I think this is one of the best bass lines on the entire album. Had a lot of fun listening to that one. Enjoyed it. And it started the song, too, and I think technically finished it, so that was even better. Caught yeah. me immediately, so that was good. Um, It was just... In, the song was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this one. One of the better ones on the track, especially on the back half too. But like, what an absolutely kick-ass chorus though. I really, I really like it. It picks up great. It's loud. A lot going on. So it was just really exciting altogether. Just, I really love it. The song feels shorter than three minutes and 13 seconds though. It just moves along so well that you don't even like look at the clock at all. Even like feeling vaguely similar to other tracks because it does have that feeling to it again. It's just a great song. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with the baseline. I don't know at what point I wouldn't. Um, my notes now verbatim, the baseline definitely said, Hey, Savannah, try, st- try sitting still through this one. Ha ha ha. Well, I couldn't. Uh, I really liked how it opened. Um, I like that the song ends with the bass sliding out. It's like, yeah, we're done. And it's just slides out. Then he puts the bass on the, uh, the hook. That's it. Walks out of the studio. But the only negative I had about this one is it kind of lost me through the guitar solo at the end. Um, I mean, here's a, another analogy. Uh, even though my pizza had olives on it, I'm still not going to say that I hate pizza. I'm just going to deal with it, I guess. So it's like I and just dealing with it is brushing off the olives. Yeah. Brushing it off or just sometimes I'll just eat it and just go. <sighs> This sucks. I can't even um, do that. Like, even the analogy aside, I can't do that. Yeah. Olives fucking suck. Uh, yeah. Okay. I definitely agree. I don't like olives at all. Um, but if there's just enough cheese on top of it, you just kind of pack it down. It's fine. Nope. But I feel like that's kind of for me, that's the song where it's like there's enough cheese to pad those olives that it's I don't notice they're there. 
I actually like anchovies. I don't mind anchovies on my pizza either. So I don't know. Yeah, but if you really have to pack down a pizza just to enjoy and ignore things, like that's just yeah. a waste to me. That's just yeah. ruining the experience by oversaturating it. But you're real. But you're really hungry. But I don't know. It, maybe it's a shitty analogy. Point is, didn't really like the guitar solo. That's all. Kind of lost me. But it got me back at the end again. I know. I enjoyed the solo. I, I enjoyed it so much about the song. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Alrighty then, just marching right along once again because we are at the final track of the album, song number 13. The, when I say longer song, it's actually five and a half minutes, so it's technically a longer song. A Certain Romance. Surf Ska again. Yeah, definitely got that feeling. <laughs> it might have been even harder this time. Um, the lead guitar quarter note hits are slightly grating only because it's four bars of the exact same note. And it's just, I'm like, okay, please stop. It does stop. Thank goodness. But it, oh yeah, I already read this about the lyrics. It, see, this is the bad thing about when you're talking about a song at the beginning of the album and you you go all the way to the end of the album, you write, you read one of your notes. And you're like, oh, well, I have very little for this now that I've already said it. <laughs> but um, I guess I really only had one more, one more note for really how it, made me feel listening to it um when it gets a little heavier for the last quarter was nice i like that i like that that is how the album ended just musically with the symbol flourishes you'd hear at the end of the live set it just it felt like a natural ending they didn't fade it down it wasn't a hard cut it was just sort of like a on the whatever hi-hat and you're like we're done and that's it. And then the audience stands up and they clap and cheer. And yeah, that's it. it was a very calm, non-reactive audience the entire show. <laughs> yeah, well, I assume that that they would just be sitting in chairs because if they're anything like me, uh, you're old and your legs hurt all the time. So you refuse to go to any concert unless you're seated. Yeah, and you dance in the chair just sitting down. Just, it looks kind of goofy, but you still do it anyway. Yes. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than you are correct. Because I called you out very hard. <laughs> yes. Yes. And if there are no seats, pretend you're in a wheelchair and then you get to go to the front and you don't have to stand. Big brain. Uh, no, I thought the wheelchair, you'd have to go like all the way to like the back and the top there. Just the, the top of the general admission at the very least. And they have like the wheelchair section, depending on where you're going to the concerts, I guess. I don't know. What do they give you little opera binoculars as well? How the hell am I supposed to see anything? I'm already seated. Hell out. If I'm in a wheelchair, I'm still going to the mosh pit. I don't care. Wheel your ass down. It's like the movie theater. They bring you right to the front. So you got to crane your neck to watch the, watch the screen. That sucks. I can imagine. Um, so the first minute or so of the song, like it, it just kept subverting my expectations over and over again like it went through a few style changes like very quickly and so i thought that was cool energy and style just kept changing but it was very entertaining the entire time so i i did enjoy that much about it um this really felt like a 90s track to me like their 90s influence kind of came in somewhere around here i can't quite mm-hmm. put my finger on it but it's definitely got that feeling to it so i can't point out like what time frame of the 90s i can't point out like certain bands that it sounds like but i just it sounds like something you would hear in the 90s. It, like, if you did, it wouldn't sound out of place. Yeah, like, gives you that feeling inside, right? 
yeah, like it wouldn't be ahead of its time or anything. It just fits perfectly where it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I think the song also works as a closer too. I definitely wrote that as a note because we we have a tendency to do that when we get to the end of the album. Does it work as a closer? Yeah, yeah. This one did. The instrumentals felt like very upbeat and happy for the most part. Like and we're kind of ignoring the lyrics in this aspect because they they didn't sound the happiest. Um, I like that the song ended softly, more or less. No need to kind of go with a bang because that's been the entire album so far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, overall just. Really, really uh, cool song. Really way to, uh, cool way to end it. And overall, really cool album. Yeah. Siskel and Ebert gives it two thumbs up. No, one of them would find a reason to complain about it. I guarantee it. I think they're both Damn dead. Damn kids something something. I think they're both dead. They'll rise from the grave just to say boo. Ha <laughs> ha Funny joke. Anyway. That, that like was a, Like a ghost. Boo. Thank you for explaining the joke just in case no one <laughs> understood it. Just, just... I just, I had to, because, you know, you got some dummies out there. Sorry, I'm one of you. That just, you know, I'm with you. Props to my dummies. See, we're we're real people. We are, we yeah. are the real people. We are like you. Exactly. We are you. Yeah. But anyways. I get, a, I get a tongue lashing after we stop recording. Just let you guys know. Don't take that out of context. Con- no, he constantly tells me you're on a thin, you're on thin ice lady. And I say, okay, I'm sorry. I'll try better next time. And then I don't try better next time because I really like to test boundaries. And then he says, I swear to God, I'm going to come there and stab you. And I say, okay. Well, excuse me for being the edgy teenager when I hear tongue lashing, but anyways, we are at the end of the album. <laughs> anyways. Oh, wow. You truly are innocent, aren't you? Yeah, probably. Anyways, we're at the end of the album now, so thank you very much for making it all the way here with us, tongue lashing or not. <laughs> we sure hope you enjoyed what you've been listening to up to this point. Maybe, maybe not, I don't know. But if you did, make sure you hit like, subscribe, comment, rate, share, follow, all those things. Help us build that musical community. We want you to be part of it. We're, we're losing our minds, so we need you to anchor our sanity real quick. Spiraling, we're spiraling. Oh, downward spiraling. Oh, I wish we were doing the downward spiral season three. We're not. I'm going to spoil that once they were waiting for the anniversary. And that's, mm. ni- that's, uh, that's 2024. So if we're still around 2024, we're doing the downward spiral. <laughs> oh my God, that's so long. We would have done it already. I, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll pull yeah. back the curtain. It's the last episode. I'll pull back the curtain a bit. We would have already done it, but I was like, oh, I want to wait for the 30-year anniversary. I want to yeah. wait. So 94, 2024, got to wait a little bit. Dang, dang. I'm so stoked, but that's a long years. fucking time to wait. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we are at the end of the episode. Thank you very much for making it this far. We want to know what you think of this album, The Arctic Monkeys. Have you checked it out? Let us know what your thoughts are down in the comments below, no matter where you're listening or over on our social media. Find everything over at ratetherecord.ca. We're curious to hear your opinions on things. Yeah. Woo. Please just make your opinions the same as mine. Please cushion my ego a little bit. It's necessary. Something, something, boo, Savannah. Anyway, <laughs> I always talk shit on you. Don't say all now. Forty-four know, episodes just, in, I can't feel sorry for you now. No, I don't want you to feel sorry for me. You have no heart. I'm trying to get some sympathy from our listeners. So as long as they hear the dog whimpering in the background, it might work. Or maybe they'll say you're pathetic. That's that's fine. Tell me something I don't know. But anyways, we want to know more opinions than just what you think about the album and how pathetic you think Savannah is. We have to now do song rankings, as we usually do. So I guess above our heads, boom, graphics have changed. There are names. There are numbers. There's a lot of numbers this time around. And we need to fill out those numbers with 
song titles, which I guess we're, is what we're going to start getting into now. Yeah. I, I got freaked out because your image froze. I was like, please don't crash fucking Zoom I again. Know. Please don't do it. Me, oh my God. me too. I'm like, hey, jokes, things above me. And then I looked at myself and I'm still looking up. I'm like, please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't. To anyone who's unaware, last week for Psychotic Symphony, just as we got to the end of the episode, Zoom crashed, but thankfully everything was saved, but the uh, not so much the video, but the audio was there. So that's all that matters. That's good. I put it in editor's notes, so it's all good. That's funny. Go go give that episode some love again. Please go watch it. We need more views on it. Oh my please. God. Please do it. I like the album. I like it a lot. And If, if my... you like Mr. Bungle, you'll like this. I'll say that much. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And if you like Bungle. ridiculousness... Etc. Ridiculousness. That that's not the show. I, that's got nothing. Yeah. Oh, fuck no. If you like that show, you turn this show off now. You're not allowed back. You're not allowed back. <laughs> Rob Deerdeck, more like okay. It's time to rank songs. So let's get started now. I only have two question marks though. How many do you think we're gonna match? Possibly two. I'm guessing too. I don't know if, why that should, that feeling is there. I'm just going with the question marks. Two question marks out of a, uh, yeah. 11 X's. So two really? possible matches. Oh my Lord. Potential okay. Maybes. I'm going to say two because we have surprised each other before. And I mean, last week, cake fuck was the, uh, the streak breaker by streak. I mean the shutout breaker. Oh my God. And it was the number one. I was so happy. Oh, I'm Spoilers. So oh happy. my God. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, go watch the episode, please. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. It's like the only card in this episode on the YouTube video. It's just going to be that episode over, over and over, over again. Just over, fucking over. watch it. We need yeah, please. Please, please, please. All right, let's get this started. So song number 13, <clears throat> red light indicates doors are secured. Still take you home. Oh, half of these. I'm only going to read half of the title because I couldn't fit them on here. So. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm also... Yeah. I, I have the whole full thing written on my computer, and some of them I'm gonna just step down from. Nice Song number twelve, Riot Fan. Uh, a certain romance. I'm not even gonna write the entire thing. I don't want to. I'm too lazy. <laughs> number eleven, Marty Bum. When the sun goes down. When the sun. I'll just write that. Oh, look at that. Number ten. When the sun goes down. From the Ritz to the Rubble. I'm not impressed already. I. I love it. Number nine, the view from the afternoon. Perhaps vampires. Perhaps. Uh, number eight, I should probably, like, it's so scribbled on my sheet. I should just read from my screen. Number eight, you probably couldn't see for the lights. Yes, that is a match. Okay. Uh, I'll just write you prob and then just write, draw an arrow over to my side so that way it just knows that it matches. Yes, and yeah, that yeah. one was an X, by the way. So there you go. Yes. Uh, number seven, still take you home. A view from the afternoon. A view. Number six, fake tales of San Francisco. Dancing shoes. I thought you would have actually rated that one higher. Well, I didn't rank anything lower. A lot of these have the same score. I just had to rank within that score range. Fair. Number five, dancing shoes. Oh, God damn it. Uh, where's my number five? Marty Bum. Hey. <laughs> bum. Marty Bum. Uh, just seeing, uh, I don't think there's I'm not one more that we could do, and I don't think we're going to match it, though. I just Probably don't not. think we like, very, very likely not. Uh, number four, a certain romance. I bet you look good, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I figured we weren't going to match that. 
Yeah, no. But we got one, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Number three, perhaps vampire something, something, something. Fake tales of Santa Francisco. Fake tales. Number two, from the Ritz to the Rubble. Red light indicates dot, dot, dot. Red light. And number one, I bet you look good on the dance floor. Riot van. I was down for it. And, you know, when I said Riot van, I can kind of see it on your face. that Like, oh I, I just God. fucked your number one up. I was like, man. Oh, man. We yeah. always do the fucking opposite thing. I swear to God. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bad for it. Oh, my God. Well, it's, it's good. Kind of. It, it is kind of good to have two people that have sort of differing and opposite taste because then it's just a, a different view on the same thing. So I don't know. There, there are some things that you bring up that I didn't notice or wouldn't have thought of. And there's things I bring up that you wholeheartedly disagree with. <laughs> hey, at least you've learned the dynamic by now. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, I got a hold on it. Well, let's see how tight or loose this dynamic really is. Cause it's time to rate the record. So I guess it's time to transition screens. Yeah. Yeah. For the last time within this season, at the very least, and I'll, I'll get into a minute why this is the last time we're going to see this chart. It is the album rating screen. Look at all these faces and objects and peoples and things and whatever. And we have one more to cap off season two. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really surprised that we've done this many. It's like, I, I don't even remember doing like nirvana and pearl jam because it just seems so far ago like so long ago it really is because i i actually remember when we did pearl gems 10 and it was just a lonely single album just sitting in a big <laughs> empty chart and i was like i can't wait till we populate this more and now boom look at this yeah and now you're like stop ranking everything b tier i'm sorry that was, uh, that was the old joke the new joke is we have to stop racing ranking things oh. with here. okay good Oof. but real quick i do want to mention i did say like circling back this is the last time you'll see this chart because starting in season three uh the chart's gonna look a little different i'm gonna explain this very quickly because we we, we can never ever s tier or f tier anything we've discussed this and we're gonna subtract those tiers and just make it the four a b c and d a will be 80% to 100, and D will be 59.9 to 0. Mm-hmm. So just because it's so unlikely that we'll S tier or A tier, uh, uh, F tier anything, it's just better to have the 4, and it's fine to kind of give those the extra 10%. Like, it'll look better, it'll look cleaner, and I don't know. I'm, I'm working on it right now. It's going to be pretty cool. I definitely agree with that. Um, having both of us highly s tier an album together to keep it in that tier it's just that seems wildly not going to happen i mean if it does awesome that can be the golden record but even f tiering something if i don't know if we would choose it if it was an f tier and if it ends up coming in as a request well we're just going to d tier it anyways because you know, if you want us to have tier it, we're not going to do that. We ain't your monkeys. <laughs> Although we got pretty close with like Weezer and Brooks and Dunn though. Well, this is true. Each one of us thought a little more highly than the other on those <laughs> particular albums, like literally back and forth. So that's the only reason why those ones are in D tier. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't like, 
I think I rated Brooks and Dunn higher than you and then vice versa for Weezer. Yes, so. yes, exactly. But I don't think any one of them hits yeah. 60% though. No, no, no. But anyways, yes, the last time we're going to see this version of the chart and we got one more album to put in there. It's the Arctic Monkeys, uh, the, the twin album, as I said, I was just going to say because the title's way too damn long <laughs> and I don't remember anyways. But yes, where's it going to go? What's going to be the last inter- incarnation, iteration of this list? Whatever. I'm rambling at this point. We need to find out where we're putting this album. So yes. I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, make Savannah go first. Oh my God. 80.38. No preface, no ending. I, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> so <laughs> yours is 80.38 and that's fine. Yes, yes. Ah, oh, man, you ate here. To, I can give you that much. 78.8%. You motherfucker. It's in the B tier, isn't it? God oh, it, damn it sure is. So you, you said 80.23, right? Uh, I believe it was 3.2. 3.2. Okay. Just because my, my phone is not liking me right now and doing any of this. Oh. Okay. And just whatever. Divide that by two. And look at that. Why does this? It's seventy nine point two percent. Sorry, my my calculator is being all dumb. Seventy nine point two is our combined score. That sounds pretty damn close to the, that's got to be like tomahawk range right there. Between tomahawk and cynic. Wow, it's over here. It's buried behind everything. Oh, you, just as before we came back to camera, you're just like, we better not have another fucking B tier album. I know. <laughs> oh my god. Like we were so close, although. I am very happy that our scores were fairly similar. Well, yeah, because I was always wondering, like, what the, like, uh, yeah, the division point between our scores was going to be, like, how close was it going to be? And yeah, that's that's pretty damn close, I must say. Hell yeah. It's a, it's a lot closer than some of the ones we've done where we're, like, 10, 15 points off of each I other. Think, I think the Chili Peppers still has that record of, like, 20 Oh my god, yeah, yeah. You did like 60, I did 80. So like I think that and Queens of the Stone Age are like the biggest ones we have so far, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I I loan that. I'll own it. Well, there it is. That's what caps off season two. Another B tier if that feels fitting though. We capped off the B plus album. For the season be- of B tier, it feels fitting to cap it like that. It should be rate the record. B tier. It's like it's like the sequel of a movie. Well, know? I mean, this was season two, but in alphabetically, this was season B, right? Right. I I want to hit my head against the wall. But I'm hard. right. But we have a show to finish. We have a show to finish. I'm gonna wait till we're done. Oh, you're gonna kill yourself live on camera for the end of season two? How dramatic! No, no, no. I'm just gonna knock myself out, and then when we start season three, I'm still gonna be here weeks later. You'll come to with a big welt on your head. Exactly. Same clothes. Everything smelling like trash. But yes, that is the cap of season two. Arctic Monkeys found itself in the B plus tier. So thank you so much for hanging out with this episode and you know sharing your opinions with us, letting us know what you thought about yeah. the album. And we hope that you've been doing that so far. And realistically, we can say now because like not just the episode, but thank you so much for like you know if you've been here for even like a portion of the season, if you only checked out a few episodes, if you've been here for the entire time, thank you so much for hanging out with us and really making this podcast like better and helping it take off and everything like that uh like pbs let's support from viewers like you (laughs) and thank you for those who have submitted um requests 
it has been very interesting to see what music is out there that one I've never heard of or two I just haven't heard but it gives me a reason to listen to it and it kind of makes me feel like I'm sharing it I'm sharing your preferences with you rather than you sharing mine while I self-indulgently pick albums I enjoy or want to listen to myself. So I'll say I'm the one who self-indulged with with, with the albums that I love. But yeah, go go listen to the last the last episode that we did there. That was my crowning, crowning one. So. Like season one had like one request, I think. Yeah. And and then this season there was like what six or something like that? Yeah, very surprising, but so so welcome. You're all Thank coming you. through with the request. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank Hell you very yeah. much. It's been a lot. Yeah, and yeah. we're not done doing the request. We will be doing more in season three. We promise you that. So make yes. sure that you come back and hang out with us in season three. But don't worry, just because we're going on a break. We're, uh, the show's going to be back on August 15th. We are So there's going to be a break. But don't worry, there's still going to be content coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like we'll never left at all. So I'll just kind of tell you the schedule of what to expect. So next week, uh, you can watch us rank all of our number one songs from season two. It's exactly what we did in season one. A lot of fun to do that. It's just a very casual video. So every number one song that either one of us had ranked as number one. We then had to rank those number ones from worst to best. Oh so my what is the golden number one? I think last year for me was like... Holy Fallout by Cynic or something like that. Face Up by Rush. I'm almost positive that was my number one. I feel like it was too, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that again, although it's going to be a bigger list this time around because it's been a bigger season. The next week will be the best of season two. So if if any point we were ever funny, it's going to be like a two-minute video because we're not very funny. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say, I'm going to watch and go, so when's my part? And you're like, that's coming. It's just keep watching. Let's keep watching. Yeah, you have like a short bit at the end. That's like that's all you get. <laughs> Damn it. But yeah, whatever might have been funny in season two, don't worry, you'll find it in the best of season two. That's so that's coming out in a couple of weeks. And then after that, uh, another video in the I Love This Song series where Savannah will finally have one coming out. Again, that's a very casual, non-episodic show. It's just kind of whenever we have time for it and if we want to do it. That, that, there's no real schedule to that one, but she will have one coming out, so you can yeah. look forward to that as well. Yeah, yeah. And just to put your mind at ease, I've already written the script, so I am 25% of the way to telling you one of my favorite songs. You gotta wait, and, and knowing your, uh, you know, how good you are with your deadlines, especially for the new music review, we'll it see if you're ready. Absolutely terrible. I, uh, you know what? So what I'm going to work on for season three, I feel like it's a new year's resolution, new season resolution. I'm going to buy myself a date book and I'm going to use it. Why don't you just use an app on your phone? (laughs) Because it's, it's far too easy to just swipe it away as I already do. (laughs) Ah, Fair enough. I need, I need one of those calendars on my desk so I can put my computer on it and never look at the calendar ever again. Fantastic. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, so this has been a very wild season, very long. We don't really plan out the length of seasons, but at the same time, like, I think we're trying to do that going forward. So season three won't be as long, but it'll still be like a decent length, kind of like season one in a way. Oh, man. And and I'm just trying to think if I can tell you anything for season three, because usually at the end of the episodes, we like to give you like a little hint of what to expect in the next episode. Mm -hmm. But. I kind of want to, like, give you ideas of the next season. I guess we can do a couple things. It's like, first off, our anniversary is coming up very soon. The one-year anniversary of Rate the Record podcast coming up towards the end of August. So, uh, I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but, I mean, 
it might be obvious who the artist is if you just yeah. you know think about it real quick and what uh, one of our earlier episodes was um, yeah uh, fuck it you probably already know but re- regardless that's gonna be fun to get into we do have a an interesting bonus video coming out on the one year anniversary as well that we are uh, currently in the midst of planning yes uh it's going to go out in the same week as that pearl jam episode it's going to be free on youtube's uh it's not going to be audio though so sorry audio listeners it's not gonna be there yeah you spoiled it did i yeah, you said the same same week as the Pearl Jam episode. I'm like, I didn't know if I was like, I don't know if you meant to do that, but I'm gonna say it anyways. That's okay. I'll I'll censor it. I think I did the same thing when we did Weezer, and okay. like just, just before we did, and I was like, oh, like the Weezer album. You're like, Chris, you just you ruined it. <laughs> so I I just put a censor bar over it. So I'll just do it for this one too. You won't Excellent. know. Excellent. But yeah, so we got we got our anniversary episode. We have a, a bonus anniversary episode as well, all coming out in the same week. That's going to be great. Some of the bands we're doing, like we got a lot of anniversary albums coming up, like some mm-hmm. bands celebrating like 30, 35 year type milestones. It's going to be really cool wow. to dig into those ones. Of course, we have our, a lot of our own big personal choices. Uh, a lot of bands making second rounds on Rate the Record. So, you know, Mr. Bungle came back this time, but you're going to see some bands make some reappearances because, I mean, it's been long enough by that point. So why not? Oh yeah. Just looking at the list. Cause I am, I'm looking at it now. I'm, I'm very excited for these ones. There are at least a, du- you know what? Hell the entire season I'm super stoked for there. That's there, how you sell it. <laughs> there isn't, there isn't one that I'm like, eh, really? There are a couple that I'm like, I, I don't have any preconceived notions, but if anything like the episode we just did with the Arctic Monkeys, you could surprise the shit out of me and I could absolutely love it. Exactly. So I can't wait to see your reaction to some of the albums that I've chosen. Yeah. But don't forget, just because our schedule is looking pretty full for season three, that doesn't mean that we're not taking requests. We're absolutely still taking requests. We can move some of ours to the back of the line and to, or into the next season, whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. We will put yours in. We will do yours. So make sure that you're sending in those requests. Go to ratetherecord.ca. You'll find the request form there. You will find all of our social media, all the streaming links. This is the best time to binge all of our content because we're not going to be around for three weeks. So yeah. get caught up and get get part of the community. Really enjoy it. Hell yes. Please, please. I need, I need to know how we're doing so we can do better or the same. Or if we're doing too good, do worse. Yeah, really just... You know, we can always do worse. Just half an hour of the podcast dedicated to just making poop jokes. <laughs> that's how that's going to work. No. But also, just one more note, though, on speaking of building up the community, I will push it one more time for a reason, though, just besides wanting people to join. Kofi.com slash rate the record. If you want to financially support the show, there is an option for that. And I, I bring that up all the time because we want people to be, be part of the RTR club. You get your shout outs, your thank yous, you're on the thank you card at the end of the episode that we're going to be planning and everything like that. And bonus specific content for Kofi. And we are actually recording that episode like we're recording this episode now we're going to record yeah we're like immediately recording the very first bonus episode for kofi.com slash right the record and i I won't tell you what it is but like what we're doing essentially but think of the podcast but in a much more shorter condensed way more laid back version yeah and we are going to be drunk i wish i could right now but because of certain injuries i have i can't drink oh oh no oh no that's okay I'll get drunk then. Woo! Okay, drink twice as much for the both of us. Yeah, and which just means you guys have to uh, 
have to join the Artera Club to watch that happen. Exactly. It is exclusive content to Kofi. I mean, don't feel like you have to, but if you do want to yeah. see some cool bonus content that we're going to be doing, because we're going to, it's not going to be as frequent as the podcast, but we're going to be doing it. Yeah. Kofi.com slash rate the record. Sign up today. It's like five bucks a month. Yeah. Give us your money. Five bucks, you pussy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even, you know what? Even a dollar. Even a dollar. You want to throw loonies at us? Go ahead. You want to throw dollar bills? That's fine. Rupees? Don't know the conversion. Uh, pounds? Also don't know the conversion. I, I, I was mainly thinking of that one Twitch girl who uh, really shot herself in the foot by like complaining that her viewers won't give her money. She's like, like, you, you know, like you're obviously enjoying me, so you should oh, be giving I've, me money. Yeah, I've like, seen her. So yeah. I was, I was trying to channel my inner her for that one. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, you, you sit there all day doing nothing and just watching me. Yeah, because I don't have a job. That's why I sit here all day watching you. I mean, it's just a few bucks. It can't, be, it can't hurt that much. Anyways, yeah, Kobe.com slash rate the record. We're not going to make you like she is. No, but we will say that you're going to get some cool content if you do it. So by all means, Kobe.com slash rate the record. Found over at ratetherecord.ca. There you go. Well, we've word souped the hell out of this ending. It's because we're at the end of the season, end of the episode. One more time, thank you very much for joining us. We hope that you'll come back for season three. Enjoy the uh, extra content coming over the next few weeks. A lot of fun. But remember, August 15th is when the show will come back for season three. So make sure you write it in your calendars, put it in your phone. Uh, Hey, Siri, August 15th, rate the records back. There you go. I just did it for a lot of you. Alexa, (laughs) rate the record back, August 15th. Hey, Google, set an alarm for August 15th. What are you going to call it, though? Because then she'll be like, what do, what do you want to remember? <laughs> I don't know. My phone didn't even go off. You know what? And thankfully, what? yeah, I didn't do that because, like, I was looking at my phone like, did you just activate mine? <laughs> Damn it. All right. But, yeah, that's when we're back. But until then, you can have yourselves, like, an awesome month off. Enjoy your summer while it's still happening, no matter what it is you're doing, yes. no matter where you are. Have a lot of fun. Go listen to some awesome music, like the Arctic Monkeys, for example. Yeah! And aside from the bonus content coming up, we'll see you August 15th for Season 3. So take care, friends. Bye!